Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to episode number 44 of the Mizogout podcast. This is the first of a set of episodes that feature three of the five artists that are showing in a group show called The River Runs Through It. All the work in this show is inspired and influenced by London. And it's in Gallery Oxo, which is at the base of the Oxo Tower from the 4th to the 8th of September. And features the work of Michael Warner, Love Jordan, Susan Bunn, Emma Reynolds and Nessie Ram. The three featured artists will be, firstly, Michael Warner, then Love Jordan and Susan Bunn. Emma and Nessie were unable to make it on the day of the recording. The first episode is Michael Warner, who was introduced to me by Gina Soden from episode 24. We'd been trying to put this podcast together for quite a few weeks, but we could never really match up a date. And when we was able to, Michael mentioned that he had a group show coming up. So we decided to make a whole day of it, meet up with some of the other guys, record a few episodes and put them out for the duration of their show. So I went down to Michael's studio in Wimbledon, hijacked it for a few hours, and recorded a triptych of podcasts, if you please. So come with me and listen to the first, which is with Michael Warner. I'm in the studio with Michael Warner. Hi, Michael. Hi there, how are you? Not bad. Um, As well as talking about your work today, we're talking about a group show you've got coming up. Yeah. um, Called A River Runs Through It. 
Yes. Tell us a little bit about that before we start. Um, it's a show uh, celebrating London, really, because um, I'm passionate about London and I take personal offence if people don't like London. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I, I just love everything about it. The stimulation is, is fantastic. So we've done it for the last, this is our fourth show, and we have a group of five artists, uh, which we change uh, each each year, very different artists. So it's just to show how five very different artists portray the London landscape yeah, around yeah. them. So we'll have very different artists. Um, Love Jordan, the guys with me this year, they make a lot of stuff out of paper and things that they find. Um, Susan Bunn tends to paint uh, river scenes and nature scenes. Nessie Ram does everything in extreme detail, like the plant yeah, life. Yeah. Uh, Emma, Ren Emma Reynolds does um, screen prints, uh, uh, focusing particularly on the skies. Uh, against the buildings, yeah. um, and then I, I do mostly my um, aluminium art is, is what I do. Mm. Um, so it's just to show people can live in the same city, but they can see it in different so many views, different right? ways. Yeah. yeah, and that is shown at the Oxo Tower. Yes, it's called Gallery at Oxo, so Oxo Tower Wharf on the South Bank in London. Um, so we we had about four and a half thousand visitors last year. Mm. So we're hoping. Um, to top that this year and we're raising money for London's Air Ambulance um, which which uh, we got to go up on the top of the um, at the helipad last week photograph. which was a, which was a dream that. a dream of mine because I love any views of London yeah. I'm, I'm I'm there so I love I love that but really we're really happy to be raising money we, we've designed some special uh, tote bags um, which we call to Totally Thames tote yeah, bags celebrate celebrate name. Totally Thames which we're partners of yeah. the festival um, and then we'll be sort of uh, raffling off various London treats and some you can win some of our artwork all to raise money for for them. So it's just a show where anybody can come to. You know, we're we're very keen on uh, anybody can come to it. You don't have to be a sort of fine art expert, yeah. an art historian. Anyone can come. And that is when uh, it's from the fourth to the eighth of September. Excellent. Coming up in a couple of weeks, and uh, our private view is on the fifth. So we hope to make it, well, we're going to do an annual event. We do it every year. And we've got plans in our heads, at least, to do uh, maybe New York. Or, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Which is, what, taking London to New York? Or no. Looking at yeah, we'll do it from... Producing work with Yes. So with any, any city with a river, we, we, can, we oh, can go there. Oh, got you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, as you know, um, there's seven questions that I ask each artist. Mm -hmm. How would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work? Um, I would say that my work represents the shapes, patterns and colours in London. So I, my work gravitates towards, a lot of people ask me, have, have I ever been an architect? Which, which I, That's exactly uh, what I thought yeah, when I saw it. Which I haven't because it's too much maths and too much, <laughs> too much studying. But you definitely rejoice in the building. But I love, I love buildings. Yeah. I absolutely love buildings and I love shapes of things. So some, a building like the National Theatre, for instance... Um, not, that's a Marmite building some people mm, love it some mm. people hate it I love it because it gives a, a block shape yeah. so when you put um, a colour against it like I do one which is pink sky against the grey concrete it's a big contrast mm. um, and uh, I, I print my I, I take a photograph I colour it digitally on a graphics tablet um, by hand but on the computer and then I print it on brushed aluminium so if you've got a, a historic buildings um, like uh, Bibendum in South London, it's 1909 or something like that, 
Um, or if you've got patterns, like uh, I do a lot of shots from helicopters. So with the doors off, so you get to look down nice. on the patterns nice. of the streets. And I, I like my patterns and yeah. bigger patterns and yeah, lines yeah, yeah. and things like that. So something like Center Point building, for instance, that has got a lovely repeated patterns. Yeah. And so that yeah. against, I've got a red background for that is a really stark contrast. So I would say I, I celebrate the shapes and outlines of of London. So you can tell a building from the outline of it. So if you mm. had if you saw the outline of Bastley Power Station, for instance, which I've of done in the other yeah, one, yeah. you'd know what that is without just by just the basic outline. Mm. Uh, and there's quite a few buildings in London. Like St Paul's is another one. You just know the basic outline. Anyone in the world would know that. They are very, very easy on the eye. They they are just beautiful things to look at. I'm, I'm not just saying that because you're here. They, as soon as I got introduced to your work by Gina, yes, Sogan, um, yeah, fell in love with it straight away. It's it's really the colours because um, when I colour them on the computer, I'm experimenting with many many different colours. Yeah. Some colours don't work, and where they're generally flat colours, that does make the the form of the building pop out yeah. even more. Doesn't so it? the one of the National Theatre, it because it's got an extremely bright pink sky. Yeah. I've also done it in teal. Um, it makes the concrete look more concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it looks like 3D. It's like yeah. poking out the screen. And um, sometimes I just, I, I do pictures in a lot of detail, like uh, Regent Street, because it's got those buildings, mm. that are beautiful buildings. Uh, other other ones, like the National Theatre ones, it's just a block shape. Um, uh, and I think I'm moving more towards the sort of more abstract stuff. That's what yeah. I, I like to do, because yeah. I, I like to see the abstract shapes of things. Um I mean, but even London's skyline, you know, I mean, that's that's become famous on its own, hasn't yeah. it? Even just the, the linear, yeah, the linear outline of it, and especially with the shape of the river as well. Yes, I mean, I've, d I've done um, quite a few with the shape of the River Thames. Um, I've done one where the shape of the of the river was in neon, and we attached it to reclaimed wooden banks. Oh, is that the one where it was slowly working no, its that, way? No, that's, that's one, I've done one in neon, Sorry. and then I've done one in... Um, a massive chunk of Scottish elm wood, mm. so it's six feet long. Yeah, and then we put some acrylic, the blue acrylic through the middle of it in the shape of the river, and yeah. then LED lights behind it. Yeah, so it, which move the program to move, so it looks like it's going yeah. across it. Yeah, nice. so the tide's uh, coming in. Yeah, so we're we're going to, um, if I'm brave enough to fork out the money, work on one next year because when they did this one, I said, okay, we've done that one, and my team who make it, I want I want to uh, do something with real water. Wow. I don't want just lights. I want yeah. real water. But to do real water, it's difficult because it goes stagnant. Would you use so, actual Thames water? I'd like to have some of it, but you have to, you'd, you'd have to have a filter on there. Yeah. But you can use other other liquids, and also I want it moving. And the thing is, with transparent liquid, when it moves, you can't tell it's moving. No. So we'd have to we'll color it blue probably. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to put that in this out of big silver box, the river, and have it flowing through and nice. uh, things like that. So that'll be coming next year. You just done quite a large one on copper yes. that you unveiled literally yes. at um, the address were, uh, the, the Bankside Hotel. Bankside Hotel. Yeah. There's some residents there. Yeah, that was how long ago was that? Two, uh, months, ago? two months ago. Yeah, my my gallery uh, contemporary collective represents me, and they um, got me to do a, a residency there. So uh, there's a building next door to the hotel which is called One One Blackfriars. Mm. It's, it's apartments, so it's like a skyscraper. And so we went to the top of that, and it's got obviously unbelievable views yeah, over yeah. London. So I just traced the skyline from that view. Nice. 
and then once we have the basic outline we cut that into copper uh, and then we put lights behind it and then the um, one half of it is aged green mm. and then the top half is um, just normal copper colour yeah, so it's yeah. like, like the sunset mm. or something like that um, so that's my latest one which is lovely I've wanted to do something copper for a long long time and it's, it's a lovely yeah, material fulfilled it. yeah when was your first interest in art? well I I do have some pictures on my wall <laughs> at home uh, which I did when I was about six and they are they still make me laugh to this day because yeah. I was really into making things and painting things I, I don't I can't paint yeah. but I thought I could um, then and one of them is uh, a football game which is into football uh, Salam and uh, all the players their football boots were spikes the, the football boots are bigger than their heads <laughs> and then I've done a policeman hilariously where the, his shoes are just ginormous it's completely out of proportion but I guess I was interested in sort of they're still bright colours even, even then yeah. and then ever since I was young I can't remember what age but very young I had a camera, camera on me at all times almost yeah. all the time yeah. Even, so is everyone nowadays. Yeah, but I did when I even when I was a teenager, I'd always I'd always have one just in case I see something. Yeah. And so I, I started doing photography and uh, photographic stuff. And then uh, then I sort of thought, if I want to make a career out of it, it's hard to make a career. If I took a picture of Big Ben, for instance, you probably wouldn't want to buy it because you can take that picture. Mm. But if I made an art piece out of the photograph, yeah, then it's, then, then that's a bit more interesting yeah, for me, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've been to, and I think my family are always into it. So it's always around us all the time. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if I ever thought I'd be an artist, but I mean, there was a there was a little skip between you being an artist and the point he was just talking about. Yeah, what was you doing as a career in between? I I was a television producer for a long time. Um, well, various different positions. TV with light entertainment shows and property shows and chat shows and things like that. Uh, which I, I loved. I, it was brilliant, but it's, it's very intense, and I think you tend to you can burn out. Mm. I think, and you have the sort of a shelf life. Really, in do you TV. miss it? Um, I or aspects of it. Some of it. I mean, I have friends of mine, of mine who's still in it, and you know, <laughs> never see them because they're literally they're so, busy, yeah. so so busy. And you know, when I did it, I would work on a program, say for six months, and that's the only people I would see for six months wow. with those people on that program. So they're your family mm. and then the program finishes and then you've gone on to another one so yeah. it's a very weird existence it is good fun but I, I think I'd had enough by that point but I, I thought well, what else am I going to do and I was selling my photographs in restaurants and things like that yeah because I was when I heard that I was a bit surprised that there was no film in your work as such yes do you mean the actual material film or no using film as a ah yeah um no, I think I'm more interested in the sort of the visual side of it more than the moving mm. side of it. I mean, although like with the river one, I do you know have moving yeah, things in yeah, it, yeah. but um, I think it's much more difficult to make a good piece of film art than other. See, how was that transition from the job that you was doing mm. into art? There was obviously a yeah. Well, I I was. I had various exhibitions with my canvases in restaurants, but while I was doing television work. And were they similar to what you're doing now? Not really. There, Some of them, I mean, I had an exhibition I did in Chelsea and Westminster Hospital, like years and years and years ago, with just photographs. And now I look back and I think, what, what was I doing? Because 
one of them got stolen off the wall and it was just a picture of a wasp on a plant it's a good photograph but it's not it's yeah. not a piece of art fine it's a compliment <laughs> that's what they said to me it's like why do they steal that one what was wrong with the others but um, well did no I mean did you find it as a compliment that someone liked it enough to take the risk of getting caught stealing it <laughs> I don't know I don't know really. I think I was more offended by they didn't choose the one I thought was the best one. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, well, they did. They <laughs> choose the one they thought was the best. One. Yeah, I suppose that's everyone's taste, isn't yeah. it? But I, I, I think, I think, days. yeah, yes, yes. Mm. It still, still makes me laugh to think why, why did they take that? But um, anyway, but I think I was doing outline pieces, not pieces, but printing them on canvas in, in those days, and. Um, I, I just got bored bored of that. I don't I don't really like for painters. I think canvas is a great material, but for the, the work that I do, it's 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 not a great material. So I, when I discovered that you could print on anything, yeah, that's completely changed my yeah. life. And, and uh, I I was thinking my TV career it was sort of on towards the end. I think really either I was going to have to make an effort to get back into that or do my art. Mm. And then I found the leaflet in the pub for Wimbledon Art Studios open studios event uh, and I lived 15 minutes away and I'd not heard of it yeah so I went I went along and I thought I thought oh maybe it's going to be hobbyists and things like that and I it's about 200 artists here and I was so amazed at what's happening yeah on your doorstep yeah. as it were and I thought the art the standard of art was so good um and people were making a living out of it and um I thought if I'm going to do it be an artist I should do it properly Mm. So I gave myself two years, you know, my savings oh, I had from TV, nice. from TV, and then I, I went back home and I was thinking, umming and ahhing about whether to uh, whether to do it or not. And um, my dad skyped me at home, and he never skyped me, and he never has since. <laughs> just sort of popped up like a guardian angel, and I said, "I've, I've seen the studios, and I think you know it's going to be expensive. What should I do? Yeah, he's definitely do it." So I, I thought, well, I'll give it three months and see what happens. And then that, that was um, seven years ago. Nice. And then here I am. Good. Good. <laughs> Glad so, you made that decision. Yeah, me too. Um, who was your most influential artist at that time? Um, I tended to like um, people who used colour. And uh, there's one artist in particular who I would like to be when I grow up. Um, but he's a light, light artist called Chris Levine. Oh, of course. Yeah. So he is my art idol. Yes. And bizarrely, when I was in television, I interviewed him for a film in 1997 when he had a hologram business in Soho. Oh, wow. Before he did all the artwork. Yeah. And uh, I sort of followed him ever since. And I love, I love his work, his laser stuff. His, one last year he did shooting lasers into meteorites. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. And I just think his imagination is, is absolutely brilliant. And I met him at this show, um, and I, you know, we chatted about. It. I said, "Do you remember an interview twenty one years ago?" <laughs> uh, and did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. So we remember that. But the way I think light art is what I would like to do full time. Yeah. But it's incredibly expensive to. He just do. agreed to be in my next show. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, I think the way he speaks about it and the things, and I think. It, his his choice of colours, which I really love, they're extremely fluorescent, bright colours, yeah. and they have a calm, quite a calming influence on people. Yeah, and I think yeah. um, I like I like the influence that colour plays on people in, in my work. So I followed him literally for over twenty. That's years. good. That's nice. Yeah, that's a nice answer. 
I mean, one of my questions was, when did you realise you wanted to be an artist? And you've, you've answered that anyway. Well, that, of course, your... that depends on what you think as an artist, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Because, you know, in television, that's quite creative. You might say that that's art in some way, but it's just not pictures. Yeah. Oh, well, I did mean visual Yeah, artist. yeah. Um, what piece that you've created do you hold most dear? Oof. Um, I think... Um, I think it's one of my light pieces. I, I did a piece a few years ago, which was the River Thames and the, the Thames from Chiswick to Woolwich, which is the sort of famous bit with the mm. shape. I did in co cobalt blue neon. And then we, as I said, we attached that to reclaim wooden planks from a yeah, house in Clapham. Nice. And, and then it's got a steel, rusted steel frame around the edge. Um, that is what if I had probably had one of my own pieces, it, it would be that one. But I also like the, the neon I did of Bastille Power Station, which we had the outline attached to a metal, uh, spray painted metal box. Nice. And that was the first one that I ever did. So that's got a sort of yeah, it's got a perfection, really, yeah. really. Um, so I, I mean, I love, I love my neon. So those kind of things. But and the Bastille Power Station, I, I, I've lived in South London for thirty years. So that building in particular has got. Got a place in my heart, and yeah, I go past yeah. it every day. So I, that one, I particularly. Where particular was you like. before? Um, I lived up in the Midlands in Nottingham for, for a while. You grew up. Uh, yeah, grew up there. Yeah, um, and then and then came came down south. But uh, yeah, so I, I think um, probably Albert Bridge is another favourite of mine. Oh, it's always yeah. Yeah, that that's. I I heard someone say someone said to me once at a show if 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 I was a bridge, I'd marry Albert Bridge. It is beautiful. And uh, bridge, I thought yeah. Every night, yeah, takes some beatings, doesn't it? Right, it's just fantastic. So, if I'm in out in London, I will conspire the route back to get the bus or even the boat with yeah. Thames Clipper, yeah. so I can go past that. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, um, we were talking about artists just now. Yeah, um, influential artists. Um, just speaking about this, there's like a little mischievous trio between you, Gina Soden, and uh, <laughs> Sarah Maple. How did that? little triangle come about well i've known i've known Gina for a long time actually i've exhibited at the other art fair with, yeah. with her quite a few times um and uh I, I love her work i mean that's something that i don't i don't have a technical knowledge to get the shots that she does or maybe the nerve yeah. uh, to get into those abandoned buildings but i love the stories behind her, oh, her, beautiful, her work beautiful, those buildings beautiful uh, it's what happened in those buildings all those years ago yeah. i think it's just it's breath, breathtaking. So I've got a few little small ones of hers. And then I went to um, Art Basel in Miami, uh, which is a massive art show of ridiculous proportions yeah, yeah. Uh, with Gina. And Sarah was there. And then we just met up there and we all hit, hit it off as just, just laughing stuff and going around to all the art shows. Yeah, the, and... the pictures that were coming up online did look like you were probably <laughs> going to get extra time. Yes. You was having lots of fun. Yeah, but we went literally to all the shows and sort of lots of, lots of uh, artwork. Um, all the time and Sarah both of them really I've got both of their work at home in my own house and they um, do things with such imagination they're completely different yeah. artists you know one her buildings photographs of buildings are absolutely beautiful they're, they're like paintings actually mm, they are perfect imperfections uh, yeah they? they are yes exactly and I, I just think you get the colours and there's something really beautifully artistic about paint falling off and yeah. it's just it's just lovely and then Sarah's work is what what I think art should probably be. I'm with you on it, that. It's, She's one of my favourite artists. It should be fun. Um, 
it, it can have a point to it, but it should be fun. So if you're making a point like she does with a lot of her work, it's not shoving it down my throat saying you should see this. Just point it out, and then you mm. can make up your own mind about what you think. Yeah. But I, I've got one of hers, and it's just a print, and it just says this is an investment, uh, and um, which probably isn't probably is now. But uh, and I always say to people, I think there's a famous quote, isn't there, which I saw on a, on a mug in uh, in the shop of an art gallery, an art museum. And, it, and there's somebody, a kid, looking at a famous piece of his mum and saying, I could have done that. Yeah. And she says, yeah, but you didn't. Yeah. And that is the answer. Yeah. That is the absolute <laughs> so, answer to uh, everything. Yeah. So there's lots of work, which I think I probably have it on, on my in my own house. People think, what? But um, I, I don't mind if they're not. It's and, that connection it has with you, yeah. isn't it? That connection isn't going to... I won't feel that connection when, if I see it, you know, it's... Yeah. He's literally in the high, in the eye of the beholder. Isn't yeah, it? I mean, I don't mind if people don't like my work. That's fine by, by me because you know you, if they've got an opinion about it, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. I mean, one woman at a show last year, she told me she said, um, "I just want you to know that I don't like your work at all, but it's really good." Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the input. Yeah, so I sort of know what she meant though. She, you know, it's well put together. It looks nice. It's just not my kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah, that's. That's fair enough. I mean, you know, it could have so, been a bit better. Yeah, but... Um, I mean, I, I had someone attack me online a couple of years ago, maybe three or four years ago, and it was nothing to do with my work. Yeah. It was all to do with my background. Right. Why would he, he said, why would anyone want to buy a work off of a scumbag criminal? <laughs> and I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> you know, like, open up your mind a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he started having a go at me online. And then a direct pop at me. Yeah, for ages, uh, things I love about the art world and I don't like at the same time. Mm. Actually, that because for me, because I do digital art, I think that that is frowned upon in the art world by painters, and I I, I, I think know. I think Possibly. they 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 think that it's not art because you know you're doing it on the computer or, or whatever. So for me, it's just a different thing, um, and I think that in the art world, there's there's a lot of people in the art world who want it to be more mysterious and important and complicated than it actually is mm. so some of the they make up stuff about what it means or whatever and it's, it's whatever I just think they make it more complicated and I think they don't want normal people the everyday masses to enjoy the yeah, art to make them feel I felt special. like that a lot yeah. which is what this podcast is pretty much yeah. based upon yeah. is that it, I think that more people should get involved in art because it isn't that I thought it was yeah um and it is to an extent elitist. Um, well, I mean, if I was, if I was still in TV, I would have you hosting an art show. I, I would book you because there's there's not enough. Um, I don't insult you by calling you normal, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all right with that. Do you know what I mean? And I think the most common things people say to me at my shows, the, the when we're talking about art, they say, "Oh, I don't I don't know anything about art." And I say, there's no such thing. There's no, no such thing as that. You might not know the history of the artist, or you might, know, you know, that kind of thing. But if you look at something and you have, a, you like it, your instinct is you like it or, or not. If it makes you feel something, that's good enough. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you do get, you know, anyone, absolutely anyone, is comfortable giving their opinion on a song, yeah, or a film. <laughs> yes. Or, or, yeah, and that's the things that everyone sees. You yeah. know, everyone sees. Um, Everyone listens to music and they go, yeah, I can, you know, I don't like that. I don't like it for this reason, that reason. Same with a film. Yeah. 
you show them an artwork and they just go, I don't know anything about art. Yeah. You don't know anything well, about there's, film, there's, but you're just giving an opinion. They're scared, it. I think. Yeah. They're scared of it. They feel... That's why I want to break down that... Yeah, me too. Know? Somebody said, oh, I feel out of my comfort zone at a, a private view. And I was like, it's okay if you don't like it. You know, you don't, you don't have to like it. And I think sometimes people think, that's a famous artist. If I don't like that person, everyone else is going to think, well, I, I should like it, shouldn't I? Well, you don't have to. Yeah. You might do, but you yeah. don't. You don't have to. And for me, that's really, really important. I mean, I tend not to have an artist statement at, at my shows because I'm, I'm just not a big fan of those. Yeah. I mean, for me, my artwork is about. I would say I want to show people the the amazing things in the world around them. Mm. So I would say every day around you, if you look around, there's beautiful things, amazing patterns, beautiful colours that you just don't tend to notice. That's what my art's all about. Yeah. So you can you can appreciate that and teach people to look at. Everyone, sometimes people say, oh, God, I've walked past that building a million times. I've never seen that angle. Yeah, nice. Then that's what that's, yeah. then I'm doing my job. Yeah. Well, I, th I think I would say to people, if you don't like it or you don't understand it, that's fine. Yeah. You know. Um Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I mean, by all means, I, I wrote a script for a TV series um, about over 10 years ago, and it was about the history of the art fund. Um, you know, raise money to save pictures so they mm. don't get tripped over the board. And so we did lots of history behind stuff. And I, I, I asked the guys in the office to explain this painting to me, and they explained it, and I said, stop, I, I don't understand... I don't know what you mean. Yeah. I don't understand those words, and uh, so I did some research into it, and I, you know, discovered some things about artists. Like they were working in Venice when it was the centre of the pigment trade, uh, hundreds of years ago. So they had access to better paints and better colour, so their paintings were, were more expansive. Mm. Then I started to understand a bit about yeah. the background and stuff, and then, you know, something about their background, and I understand a bit more. So then I started to see work. So that that's that's interesting, but. I think well, that's what I like when I go into prisons and I show them um, my work. In a, I take a little portfolio with them, show them the work that I've made mm. and where I got the idea from. So my work is more or less conceptual, but the, most of the most of the work where it is influenced by it is conceptual. Yeah, and they don't understand the conceptual art. Yeah, that is but difficult. Then, oh, but then when I tell them what that what is behind it. Yeah. They just well when I just say to them that conceptual art is pretty much just a three D representation of an idea. Yes. And then when I explain the artwork, you do see them go, "That is good." Yeah. You know, before it was just a colander with some nuts and bolts. Yeah. It. Now they're going, "That's fucking yeah. amazing." Well, one of my favourite pieces is not quite as conceptual as that. It's uh, when Roy Lichtenstein had his exhibition at the Hayward yeah. a few years ago. I didn't go. He, he's he's done a three D version of of an explosion. 
So it's just made out of uh, bits of laser cut acrylic. Yeah. So it'd be like a, a cloud, so it's in red, then a layer of yellow on top, then a layer of orange on top, and then a layer mm. of blue on top. So it, and nice. I, just think, I think that's so it's quite abstract, yeah. but it's an explosion. I think that is brilliant. Yeah. So because like, another good one is um, when I first got together with my partner, sort of like 16 years ago, I took her to um, the artist Ray Richardson's studio, who's, who's a friend. And Ray wasn't in, Ray had just popped out to, I don't know, fill the kettle up or something to do us a cup of tea or whatever. And she was looking at the artwork and she's not into art at all. And Ray had done one with this young guy with his arms stretched out with a Union Jack behind him, like you might see at a football match. Yeah. And she went, oh, I'm not keen on this one. And I went, why not? She went, I just don't like it. It's a little bit foggy. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Football. yeah. I said, well, when, when Ray came in, I went, what's the story behind this one, Ray? Yeah. And he and I can't remember what the story was, but he explained why the guy is like that and yeah. you know, who the guy is. And, and then when we come out of there, she went to me, that is beautiful, that yeah. artwork. I went, oh, you two-faced cows. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't like it yeah. earlier, but now you've heard the yeah, story. Yeah, but I, see, I, th I think that I can totally see that. Uh, because but then that's when some people say, well, you shouldn't have to know about the work to like it. Yeah. I say, sometimes you should. Yes, I agree. Some sometimes, uh, I mean, I think when when you hear what's behind it, that does make it more of an art piece. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, w w once when I was in TV, I did a lot of uh, development ideas development, and one of the things we never got off the ground, but we wanted to do a show uh, about art, and we would have a piece of art in someone's house. They so they wake up in the morning, they go downstairs, and there's a piece of art. In their nice. House, and nice. they think like who was it? Who was it? Did the bag of rubbish? It was Gavin Turk? Was it Gavin Turk? Made it into bronze. I don't want to knock him. Made it into bronze. No, no, no. It was actually a black plastic sack. And then somebody did a. Um, he had a black plastic bag. Or yeah. Gavin Turk done one. We had a black plastic bag. Yeah. But he'd cast it, made it into bronze, and sprayed it black. Yeah. Or someone, someone's done uh, a bit of blue tack. Martin Creed. Yes. That's centimeter it. of blue yes. tack. Yes. So we put that in people's houses, and then, and then we'd film their reaction to it. But the actual artwork or a, a representation? Yeah, a representation yeah. of it. Yeah, and, and they'd react in, and then obviously they'd hate it. So it might be, you know, um, for the rubbish bag, it might be a, a guy who works as a um, rubbish... Yeah, crim man. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not assuming cool. that they couldn't like it, they, they, they might like it. But, um, but one that was associated with... Yes, with uh, and, and then, then, then they'd have a, a week to get to know the art, they could research about it, understand about it, and then they'd go and visit the artists in the studio. And at the end of the How week... How cool is that? We'd see whether... I've just given away an idea. Well, at least it's recorded now, the ideas, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Did it not take it, off? Well, we never well, got it passed. Wow, well, that is a good idea. But it'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, I think had we changed their attitude at the end and at the beginning and stuff, but so maybe I'll still get that on the air one day. But, yeah, well, um, that is a good idea. Yeah, and it's about you know you can not appreciate art from the beginning. Once you find out, you can appreciate it a bit better. There's some art that I appreciate a bit better, but I still might not like it. Mm. But I can appreciate what's behind it. Like I, I, I think with photorealist paintings, for instance. Um, they're not my cup of tea because uh, I, I think I, I, I don't want something that looks exactly like something I want something that looks different from mm. something but the skills and the artistry to get it to look like that is incredible Yeah. so that's an idea when I really appreciate the skills involved it's just not what I want on my wall mm. but it's still yeah, on, on there with that yeah. I was saying uh, another time that I tried to get a, a photorealistic painting of myself yeah. on my passport and driving license, <laughs> and I it came about to I thought it was a year 
later than it actually was when I had to sort of give my driving license over again. Well, it'd be more realistic than the picture I've got in my passport at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ten years ago, Mine's isn't it? Mine's no good. Mine's <laughs> no good. Um, where do you go to relax? Uh, the river. Good answer. Yeah. I, I, in any city, wherever it is that I'm at, if I can get by water, then that's that calms me down. It is as if it is the pumping lifeblood. Of yeah, the city, it literally yeah? is the... Uh, and I think you think, especially with the River Thames, the history of the River Thames is, mm. is London's history, really. Yeah. Um, which is why we're so pleased that our sh show at the Octo is part of the River uh, Thames, Total mm. Thames Festival. Um, but I find that if I'm feeling just, uh, you know, I don't know, exhausted after a show or something like that, if I go for a walk around London, that's another thing, I, with my camera, just walking around. I, I'm relaxed doing yeah. that, even though it's sort of work, but not really. But when I was doing my um, residency at the Bankside Hotel with the Contemporary Collective, I could take the boat from my house, uh, I live near near one of the piers, to Blackfriars and then we'll push the bridge to work nice. every day. And, and I felt brilliant every day. Yeah. And even going home at night at sunset from, you know, a half hour boat ride and you go past the Houses of Parliament, St Paul's, Oxo Tower, all those beautiful buildings. Albert Bridge, my favourite. I automatically feel more relaxed when I'm, when I'm there. Well, saying that, when I used to be in a prison in Hag in Richmond, oh, yeah. or just out next to Richmond, and when we was allowed out to go to work, and if we was back to work early, if you had to be in jail by, you, you know, you had a, a set off time. Say it was seven o'clock. Yeah. If you got back into Richmond. Uh, four o'clock there's no way you was going to go straight to the jail to, yeah. to waste a couple of hours of freedom <laughs> so the guys would meet up on um richmond green like richmond common or or they'd meet up somewhere and i phoned one of my friends and i said you know i'm, I'm back earlier are you in richmond yet and he went yeah he said oh, i'm just down by the river yeah and i went and met him he's my friend neil and we sort of just sat there we got a cold drink each and we just sat on these seats. It was starting to rain, so we got underneath a tree. And we was just sat there. We was both sitting looking at the river. When we was talking, we wasn't look, making eye contact. Yeah. We was both looking at the river. And we was there for about an hour and a half. Yeah. Just And I'll still say now, that was one of the most relaxing days or a couple of hours that I've ever had. Yeah. It was just, we was just watching that river flow. We was yeah. looking over to, would it be Twicken and the other side? Yeah. And it's, it's different, it has different personalities at different times of the day. I mean, I, I, I've i seen some bizarre things. I've seen a guy cycling down the River Thames on a penny farthing <laughs> and floats attached. Yeah. You know, I found uh, there's all sorts of things going yeah. on. And the, the great river race that was in 2012 for the Jubilee yeah. was all about something. But I like the sounds of, you know, the way, when the wave laps up on the shore. Yeah, yeah. I like the curve of the um, shoreline when they're tied out a bit. Yeah. And it's, it brings and reveals objects that are left on the beaches yeah. you know like where the mudlarks go yeah because you know, one day then you know they might find a load of clay pipes yeah the next day there's something else being well i i did uh a cleanup once with the, with the residents of my my flat where i live we, we went along the river cleaning up and on a day and we found uh somebody found a gun Oh, yeah, wow. get called police to retrieve that obviously nice. loads of shopping choices was it a very old gun or a... no no it was a modern nice, one nice yeah. mysterious yeah and so you think what's that about yeah. uh, we found a um, parking meter 
Oh, brilliant. Nice. <laughs> you can sort of understand somebody's got, you know, really aggravated. Yeah, yeah, offended, yeah. And you just think, what's the story behind all these kind the of river. things? I just find it fascinating. Yeah, because it's near the gun, because that could have been one of the <laughs> oh, same yes, things. It could be, yes. We didn't find anything else connected, yeah, so yeah, I think that's yeah. where it ended. Yeah, I, but I, I think um, any, anywhere with, with water, um, although I do just like, I think, walking, wandering around, exploring. Mm. I've, I've just been to um, Barcelona for the first time ever. And I literally, I think, walked about 50 kilometres in a couple of days, just walking around, discovering places yeah. and things like that. So I think discovery is a form of relaxation, perhaps. Yes, definitely. You and five other artists, past and present, what would your perfect group show oh. be? Um, definitely Andy Warhol. I know that's slightly cliché, but I think his use of uh, colour and making art uh, perhaps less pompous, mm. I think. Mm. Uh, I think that was... I, I like that a lot. Giving it to the masses. Yeah. Um, and I like it's sort of um, quite subversive attitude. I think Jeff Koons, I think, similar yeah, thing. Yeah. I, 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 some of his stuff is bizarre, but I find the bizarreness, if that's a word, yeah. so like uh, the last show at um, the Newport Street Gallery is a massive mound of Play Doh. I mean, I know it's stupid, but it's really, it's really, yeah. it still looks amazing. It makes you look look at things in a different, yeah, different way, so. which is. Which well, is what it should do. So yeah. I, I'd like. I, I think I like him. I think Chris Levine for his <coughs> his light art. I think I went to the the um, one at the Tate recently. Uh, Oliver Eliasson, and that that just inspired me and depressed yeah. me at the same time because I thought, yeah, oh, that's good. I want to do stuff on that kind of yeah. level. Um, and I think who who else? Um, uh, there's, there's there's quite a few. Sarah Lucas. I used to. Like, Quite a lot. She's amazing. Um, her her shots. There's one some series of shots she did in a hospital, like shooting down the corridor, and it was sort of like fluorescent green and white. Okay. Very, and I I really like the the use of fluorescent colours. Yeah. In, in her work, so I, I really I really like that. I think I might have a splattering of of artists I know as well from what makes there as much of influence as anybody yeah. else. You know, for the, I think I look at, uh, you know, Gina's work or Sarah's work or Love Jordan's work. You know, they're making art out of absolutely anything mm. I, think, you know, I, I think that that's amazing yeah isn't it um and there's there's um there's a there's a, a guy who put together two guys who put together a book so they're not necessarily artists necessarily but it's called london the information Capital. i don't know i don't know and it's a book about data about london so what nationalities live somewhere where did all the bombs drop oh, in the like war that. stuff like, like that. that but they've done they collected the data in the form of graphics, mm. so it's like a work. It's like a work of art. Yeah. So the map of London would be completely black, <clears throat> and then there'd be blobs where the bombs hit in, in London, so nice. it'd be yellow on black. So it looks like a, yeah. an artwork. Yeah. I think that kind of work really, really appeals to me. So yeah. I think any anybody who uses, I mean, David Hockney is another one that uses color, and he played tricks when he did his photography, where loads of pictures yeah, and different yeah. angles born together. That kind of thing. Anybody who sort of experiments, I'll probably think of a hundred ones. You know, after, yeah. So after. that one you want to work with David Hockney. There was a story that um, someone asked him to be in a show, so he faxed it over, <laughs> and it was all the facts had to be, the faxes had to be put together in a certain yeah. way to build up this yeah. artwork. Pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean, Sarah and Gina and I went to see a brilliant show in Miami, which is the Gorilla Girls. Oh, uh, yeah, they're and, good. Um, uh, their stuff was absolutely brilliant again it's sort of making a serious point in a very clever way yeah. which is the 
which is a brilliant way of doing things. Mm. I'm I'm not a political artist in, in any way, but I think, um, and I think that's you know they have facts in their work which I probably not would not have been aware yeah. of. Uh, and you probably missed many as well. Yeah, and so I like the fact that that, that they've brought that to my attention, yeah. but done it in a in a way which is. Uh, sort of funny, but with a little twist. Yeah, especially you know the, where they're coming from is a, you know the amount of percentage of female artists on display in, mm. in the galleries is very small, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's interesting in, in these times as well. So I think it'd be a nice mixture of, but all of them I suppose have used color, haven't they? In, in, in yeah, that seems to be stuff, the reoccurring so. yeah thing in your uh... yeah. If it's got, I'm like a moth really. If anything's got light in it, <laughs> I'm straight there, straight there. Light or color? Yeah. If you weren't an artist, what would you like to be? Um, I would, well, I've, I mean, I've had a career in television, but uh, I would probably like to be a forensic detective, actually. A couple of people have said that. <laughs> they, yeah. Because um, I, I, when I was in television, I did a number of films with uh, uh, forensic officers. You know, I worked on a show called How Do They Do That many years ago on BBC One. And was, you know, I love that uh, show. Yeah. And so I did that for a long time and, and we went up to the forensic um, headquarters, which in those days were in Northumberland or somewhere near there. And they had a like a normal house and acres of thing. And they used to use, they were kind of not bodies, but fake bodies all, yeah, all yeah, over the place. Yeah. And then there was a house where they'd go in and look for clues as part of their training. Yeah. And I thought, and this was years ago in the days when they still use sellotape to pick up fibres yeah, and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. And now it's called, a, obviously it's super advanced and I think you know, the way they analyse blood splatter, they can tell what direction. Beautiful. You know, I just Beautiful. think it, it's. Uh, I, I like analysis of things, yeah. and I, I, I really like piecing together that makes that, and, that, and then like jigsaws. Yeah. So I think I probably do. That. I like to do that. Yeah, it does. When you're talking, it, it does seem like you you just want absolute proof of where it comes from. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with with everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, mean, I guess one of the my favourite things about being an artist is actually the research that goes into making the piece before you make it, mm. actually. So for me now, it's about um, materials. So what materials can I find to make my work? So at the moment, most of my work is on brushed aluminium, but some of it is light and LEDs. But I've just done the copper one, so we might use liquid on, in one of them next year. Um, reclaim wood. I want. I want to use sort of unusual materials yeah. in my in my, in yeah. my work. So the, the fun is, I've found a fabricator in South London who can, unfortunately for me, unfortunately make can make anything I want. Wow! And so that just blows my head because yeah. I can go to them saying, I want to do this piece which has got real water in it, and then uh, it's got sounds as well when you go near it. Because, oh, they must love you know. They must love yeah. You they, as well, must they, I mean, they do stuff. They 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 make uh, Julian Opie's work oh, um, um, some of that and things like that and uh, so there's uh, them people they're, they're in that game because they love a challenge yeah I mean they, they do sort of stuff for the major you know like Burberry and companies and like that is their bread and butter yeah. so I go in there with my tiny little projects I mean they've they've done one for me where they've um, it's a skyline piece it's, this is one of my other favourite pieces and it's just the London skyline taken from Greenwich Park. Mm. So you've got the London Eye, the Shards, St Paul's, the Gherkin. That's the famous. In, in, in yeah. a, basically in a line. So basically, I, I, did, I did a few pieces of that on normal metal. And then uh, Degree Art, my, my gallery, got a letter from whoever owns the Gherkin objecting to me using the Gherkin oh, in my artwork. Wow. Uh, because it's trademarked. Yeah. <coughs> so, well, we, we, we've written oh. to them and we'd like to work with them, but I just don't do, don't do it. 
to work with a gherkin anymore. But well, I, don't even I think well, the, the shape of if it's in a skyline, it's less problematical because if it's not the main building, uh, panoramic defence would probably oh, be because the, the shape of it and the pattern is trademarked. I'd get a, I'd find a really similar butt plug. Yeah, well, and put that put that there instead. That, that's one of the one of the. Uh, more printable suggestions I've heard actually, but but what we what I did instead is where the gherkin was. I put a, a shark's head, just a gold mirror, but with a thin skyline yeah. cut into it. So we just put a shark where the gherkin is, and now people love that story. Um, the the, the yeah, with it, and nice. it's made. So I call it City of Surprises. Yeah. what the piece is called. So it's the skyline, but not quite. Um, wow. And I quite like the fact that it's got something ever so slightly it's different. Quite, about it shocked me in a in a. A little way that, that yeah, I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that maybe the owner, the, the, the owners of the building, is their their lawyers. That's what they're paid to do. I mean, we're looking at one behind you now that is on, looks like black glass, yeah, etched, um, yeah, skyline there, and it's it's a more condensed skyline, yeah, and it's got the um, the gherkin in but there. That, it's, that, that's, is that because it's obscured by yeah, our buildings? It's, it's obscured, so you, you can't see the the shape of it. But the, the one that you're looking at now, for the benefit of those listening on the radio, is actually um, printed uh, with uh, a film called Diachroic Film. And that is basically like a, a special kind of uh, film that it's like got thousands of colours in it. Yeah. And so um, when you print on it, the picture changes colour from whatever angle you're oh, looking wow. at. Wow. Um, so it's, it's very horrendously expensive to print. With it, but that looks like it's backlit, doesn't it? Yeah, it isn't. which is not no, not at all. I mean, I did no. just look for a lead before yeah, I made yeah, that statement. No, no, it's, it's, it's not backlit at all. And, I've got to uh, get up and have a little look from a different <laughs> angle. Maybe, yeah, so. so from from some angles, it's green and blue. Oh wow, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. St Paul's has just changed its colour entirely. Yeah. So I, I, I love the fact that, but this is about. Uh, I I went to my print, another printers I had in East London. And uh, they do like vinyl for shop windows and all sorts yeah. of things. And they had an advert for Reebok uh, trainers on there. And, and out of the laces were motivational words in kind of shiny holographic type yeah. material. Yeah. So I, I, that's, I want to do something with that. Uh, so I did, and, and then we did. And then so if if my if the guys who help me make my work if they say to me, "Oh, we've never done that before," I think I'm on. <laughs> I'm on it. That's even more. You know, if it's a, they like the challenge. You know, there's not if they haven't worked out how how to engineer whatever I'm I'm looking for. So the guys who I Zone Creations who I use in South London, they've got uh, electronics experts, wood experts, metal experts, everything. So if I go there and if they, this is the piece here. Uh, you know, I've, I've got it on metal, nothing, but I want to do it in this material. Yeah, can we do it? They'll work out a way of doing it. I think just love people and like I, that. I absolutely absolutely love that and I they they like the challenge of I mean I, I did one where which was the skyline of London again from Greenwich Observatory but I wanted it the effect of it like it was poking through chocolate you know like, oh, yeah, like yeah, melted yeah, over yeah. but I wanted it in brass so they have got this mixture which is brass and resin mix so they had a big block building block they cut the skyline out of acrylic Put it on top of it, and then pour this this nice. brass and resin mix yeah, over top yeah. of it. So it's completely smooth, but pouring over the edges. Yeah, I, I don't know how they got it smooth because it's really hard. To do that. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, I love it, and it's exactly in my head. So I've got the thought of what I want the piece to look like in my head, and they can make it perfect. They can make it my perfect. what's in my head look a reality. Yeah. And, and so I'm lucky to have found these people 
who can turn my ridiculous ideas into yeah, it sounds like they're not cheap <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're not but I, I think uh, worth I, every penny uh, yeah not cheap yeah, but yeah, worth yeah, every yeah, penny yeah, they are. The, the wood one I did we talked about earlier with the river flowing through the wood I, I told them I wanted to do a moving river piece with, with wood and he said I've I'm glad you t- I've got the perfect piece. Yeah. I've, I've seen this piece of Scottish Elm uh, dealer down the road. And so he well, showed me a picture of it. and Because people like that, they are going to have thousands of those little bits and pieces that they've seen. Yes. Like like going into a, an old junk shop. Yeah, and so you're picking their this, knowledge, and they, yeah. aren't you? You know, so like they've got they've got a tyre uh, tire garage right next to them, their offices. And I thought, well, that's something that tires and rubber, wouldn't it? So, yeah. You know, and uh, so I, I, I love working with Zen Creations. I think the fact of that they never once said, "No, I don't think we can do that." They've never said that. Excellent. I like the fact that we'll find a way of doing it. Good. Yeah. Other than um, your current show, mm. have you got anything coming up? Yeah. So I mean, from September to December is nuts. Absolutely oh, good. Nuts. good. Um, so we've got obviously the river. A river runs through it at the Oxo Gallery, uh, Gallery at Oxo in September. Um, I'm doing taking part in um, a little pop up uh, in Mayfair uh, in end of August. We're, um, it's it's Art Call and the Cult House. Oh yeah, put, yeah. put it together, and uh, so we're doing a little, little pop up there, and then. October is will be the affordable art fair in Battersea. Mm. If degree art asked me back for that, um, and then in November I've got the other art fair in Brooklyn, New York, nice. which is my favourite of all of them. Yeah. I, I love that place, and uh, it's been a good hunting ground for me in the past. And then I'm doing a show called Art for Youth in December at the Moore Galleries, which is a, a charity uh, show which has been on for about thirty years, and we raise money for. Uh, UK youth charity oh, which, which I, really, I really love <clears throat> that charity it's a really brilliant charity I think um, and there's probably there's probably something else I've missed oh uh, yeah the Op- Wimbledon Art Fair which is the Open Studios oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you can come into our studios and have a look around uh, is in uh, sometime in November so usually what happens is I do the art, other art fair in Brooklyn and then the day after that finishes I come home to this one sorry last time I got in at 10 o'clock in the morning, landed and I came straight here and then did the show here oh, for four days. You weren't too tired, no? So well, you know, you know, it's like with the adre- old jobs, yeah. uh, adrenaline, aren't they? Yeah, and then you, yeah. you only feel tired when you stop at the yeah. end. But if yeah. you keep going, um, as time, once it as time to catch up. Yeah. Where can people find you? Website, social media. Uh, so uh, on Instagram a lot. I'm I'm a big fan of you Instagram. Uh, I am on Twitter, but I'm not. I find, I find Twitter is. Is is more as a negative sphere of things, I think, whereas Instagram is is more positive and I find that I, I think so. I tend to hang around on there. Well, what's your your name on Instagram? Um, on Instagram, it's m underscore art, um, and then uh, it's michaelwalner.co.uk is my uh, website page. But um, so that's all the questions asked. But mm. if you just give us the information on the river runs through it just one more time yep so it's uh, a river runs through it it'll be a gallery at oxo which is uh, underneath the oxo tower on the south bank five artists all with very different interpretations of london from september the 4th to september the 8th um and we do it uh, uh, every every year and um, this year we're raising money for london's air ambulance so uh, the more we get down there the better beautiful michael thank you very much thank you very much gary
Diego, Michael Warner. We mentioned his Instagram page just there. And if you admire great architectural photographs, then his Instagram page really is worth a view. So normally I'd wait 7 to 10 days between podcasts. But because we're trying to fit three podcasts in in such a small period of time, the next one, featuring Love Jordan, is going to be out in three or four days. So I'll keep this intro extremely short, as I have to finish here now and start preparing the next one. So as I mention every week, wherever you listen to this podcast, there should be somewhere to like, subscribe and make a comment on this podcast. There should be somewhere where you can like, subscribe and make a comment. It'd be really handy if you do. Not only does it help us, but it makes this podcast more visible for others that are looking for a decent art podcast. Well, an art podcast. So as ever, thanks for listening. Ta-da. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.